0: The podcast that lasts as long as the pint. Although, uh, this is not really a normal episode where we be out here drinking pints. Uh, this is a little mini sewed. Uh, this is not the normal format of this podcast. Normally, how it works is I grab a beer lover or uh, someone in the industry and they choose a beer. We drink it and we talk about it. Um, this episode has a little bit of that. In, it's kind of more of a, a celebration of Hard Liver Fest. In case you are unfamiliar with Hard Liver, it is uh, the Barley Wine Festival that happens every year in Seattle uh, that is hosted by Brower's Cafe. If you live in Seattle or Pacific Northwest or any city that really fosters beer, (laughs) beer brewing. Um, You know that there's festivals all the time, Um, but it's kind of just is one of the best events of the year. So basically what happened was last year, it was my first time attending um, and I brought my recording equipment and I kind of just talked to people who were there. I kind of talked to people a little bit about why they like barley wine and why they love coming to hard liver. Uh, It kind of deviates off, (laughs) uh, especially when friend of the podcast Cole kind of takes over. Uh, We kind of deviate from the actual topic of barley wine, but you know, it, It kind of just represents uh, what, you know, drinking with your friends is like. (laughs) You may have had a purpose for going somewhere, and in the end, you just are having a good time with people, which really is uh, what's important about going to a beer festival. So if you're interested in barley wine, if you love it, uh, maybe you haven't ever drank it before, Uh, you've got to. (laughs) Barley wine is the best. Uh, And the reason why... I waited so long um, to release audio from an event that happened last year is um, because this year's Hard Liver is coming up soon. Um, It is next week, February 25th and 26th, which are uh, Saturday and Sunday's. Uh, Because trust me, if you're going to hard liver, you're going to need a weekend. (laughs) You're going to need to take some time and have some recovery time. But that is coming up. And I just thought it was a good time to share, you know, my experience last year and why it's awesome. And um, maybe encourage some people to go to this year. And so apparently it kind of started off as like a competition. There is actual judges and they stopped doing that, but this year they're doing it again, it looks like. So we are going to be doing some we, I mean, I'm just attending. <laughs> I have no part in planning hard liver, um, but there's going to be judging this year. So that's kind of just, you know, adds a little bit of fun to the concept of it. Um, in case you don't know what Browers is, or if you've never been, um, I'm sorry, I'm completely isolating anyone who doesn't live in the Seattle area by doing this. Um, but if you haven't been to Broward's, what are you doing? Um, Broward's is a Belgian style cafe, which just they've got a lot of taps. Um, I want to say, I think I do say in the recordings, how many barley wines were on last year. I think it was something like 50 so that they've got to have at least that many taps. Um, so there's going to be a ton, a ton of beer, And it's just kind of the best uh, place to kind of have an event like this. If you aren't really a barley wine drinker or maybe you've only tried one and didn't really like it, this is actually the best time to do it because not only are there so many, but they're all um, small pours because another thing about barley wine is it's got high ABV. (laughs) It's very rich and sweet and high alcoholic contents. Um, So one of the things that Brower's does because of that is you either get a three ounce pour or you get a six ounce pour and because this uh festival is big and it's crazy um and the servers fucking and the bartenders they bust their asses um you you pick a size and number hashtag size and number all you twitter fiends out there um instagram let's let's get this trending this year hashtag size and number so You pick the barley wine off the list, that's the number, and uh, the size, three ounces or six ounces. Okay, so I'm just gonna, (laughs) just getting real technical here. Um, The point is that you get to try a bunch of barley wine. All this stuff is so good, a lot of it is local. It's just, it's just a great time. So, uh, this recordings, I'm kind of yelling the whole time. It's loud. I'm so sorry, but I, I talked to some people, um, get their input on why they like barley wine. Uh, some rogue interviewing happens with Cole. Uh, it's just a good time. So give it a listen. Hopefully, um, it will inspire you to either come out to hard liver or to try some barley wine. Um, Again, you guys, it's uh this is 2017 <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. Um it's going to be February 25th and 26th. The kickoff day is on Saturday. I think they open at 11, at least they did last year and there was a line out the door, guys. I'm not even kidding. Like this is a legit event. Um so I'll be there. Um come say hi to me. Uh I will probably be drinking underbergs and shoving this microphone in people's faces. So um, anyways, come drink some barley wine, you guys. And if you aren't anywhere near Seattle, uh, go to your local bottle shop or wherever you can get great beer and uh, pop open some barley wine. And let's kind of celebrate the, the end of the winter season. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, uh, grab a barley wine and join me. Let's talk about beer. Cheers. Cheers. I should probably talk to it. What made you so excited about Barley Wine Fest that you would line up at, you know, 10.30 a.m. to come in? Because I love barley wine, but you don't usually get to try that many of them because when you buy it in a store, you have to buy, like, a bomber of barley wine, and you can only really drink one bomber, if, if that at all, in one sitting. For sure. So what is it... Besides the exclusivity, is it the taste? Is it seasonal? Is there anything special about it that really makes you like into it? It's delicious. That's a solid answer. <laughs> Any
1: additional comments? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's interesting what you can do at that high levels of alcohol. Um, it's, it's hard to balance. It's hard to make it be drinkable. And so when you see, you know, like a bunch of stuff that's all like, you know, like 11, 12% and it's actually good, it's, it's fucking impressive. It's not, it's, not
0: just, it's not just about the high alcohol, it's about high alcohol, but flavor and being well balanced. And that can be difficult to brew something with high alcohol content and also a well-balanced flavor. So are you guys going to go through the entire list?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> they would have to wheel us out of here if we did that. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you some questions. Stop right. avoiding it. When was the first time you came to Hard Liver?
1: 2007, oh, yeah, when it was yeah. at Finney Ridge? Right? <laughs> 2007 was when it was still up That's at Finney. Nice, yeah. That was my first. Yeah, but my first was in seven So Hard Liver hasn't been a specifically Brower's thing? No, it started being Browers in, I think, 08 or 09. Yeah, because Browers opened in 06? Yes, no, 05, because their 10-year anniversary was last year, the decennium, remember? You had it. I'm gesturing to someone who we don't have a camera and who doesn't have a microphone, so I'm basically asking rhetorical questions to nobody right
0: now. Okay, so then what was the first year that you were at Hard Liver?
1: All of them. Every so what was the first year it started? uh at seven 16 year what what is this is the 17th one so
0: damn 17 years 99
1: it was at the finney community center right by the red mill
0: community center so this is a legitimate okay 14 years ago is the update so this is truly a grassroots thing if it started at community
1: you know i really feel that grassroots is a trigger word for me and i'd like you to not use it around me <laughs> grass tastes bad I Not getting the joke references at all. It's weird. What makes
0: hard liver the best? What is it about barley wine that makes people line up around the block before
1: it even opens? I don't know. Because it's a different drunk than anything else. Originally, this was the only judged barley wine contest, I believe, in the United States. So barley wine's the OG sort of... Lower 48. 48. Lower 48. So you like the drunk, you get off of it. What else? Well, and they're good. It's my favorite sort of beer. It makes me get crazy, yeah. You know, it's awesome, and the way you feel the next day. No, I really like it. It's good. What is it about that you like? I don't know, the caramel, toffee, caramel, excuse me. <laughs> and the, everybody does all this weird stuff. Now everybody's staring at me. Oh, man, the pressure's on. No, it's not. That's not how podcasts work? It's chill, dude. Oh, yeah, it's relaxed. Yeah, so, and I have this weird matte black ice cream cone in my face. Yeah, you do. What's been your favorite so far? Well, the Angel's Share from uh, Lost Abbey I knew I would like, so I ordered it early. But I'm still not even, I mean, I've had what? I've had six and tasted maybe a dozen, so I'm not even close to, I'm a quarter of the way through the list. Are you finishing the list? Well, it's still early. How many are on the list? 49. Are you doing all three-ounce pours? All three-ounce pours, and I'm sharing with my friend Joe here, and the goal is to try them all. We are gonna do a boot of though, which is the highest ABV one on the list. The McKellar? We're gonna drink a liter of it at the table, not let it touch the table, until they have to until they have to mop us up off the floor at the end of the night. Oh yeah. Hashtag size and number. Hashtag size and number. We gotta do this for next year. Are they gonna have hashtags next year? Are they gonna go back to are they gonna go back to calling them pound signs, which is actually what they are? Yeah. Or if you're a musician, it's a sharp. A sharp, yes, that's true. It's a sharp. Octathorpe.
0: What is Octathorpe? Hash sign. Oh shit! In what language? English. But like, where does it originate from?
1: Uh, I assume Big Nerdery.
3: We are
0: never. Okay. What have you have? How much have you drank so
3: far? Uh, six beers. What's been your favorite? Uh, the McKellar, actually. That's what we've been talking about. Super unusual, but would never guess it was 17%. Really liked the Belgian influence. It was awesome.
0: Okay, um, why come to Hard Liver?
3: I think I come to Hard Liver to experience the glory of beer without getting shit-wrecked, because I got shit-fucking-wrecked my first time, and I spilled fries all over Vern's floor, and I'm trying to regain that dignity.
0: It's the Machine House. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, so what's, what would be your recommendation, your guide to doing Hard Liver, to surviving Hard Liver?
3: I would have a loaf of bread before I came, and I would stick to three ounce pours, try and pace yourself, and if you're feeling really drunk, like I did my first hard liver, you go out to the canal, you throw some empty beer bottles at the police, and you come back inside.
0: Okay, one last question. Are you gonna finish the list?
3: No, no. I'd wind up in the hospital,
0: but it's tempting. It's definitely tempting. Would you be okay with telling me the story about this gargoyle?
2: His name is Robbie Bobby.
0: Robbie Bobby, okay, there we go. Did someone make him for you?
2: Yes, uh, an artist friend of ours. And th- he's done several pieces, and uh, we really need to get back in touch because I've had several people that really want to meet him.
0: Has he been here since
2: the erection of Browers? Did you say erection of Browers? <laughs>
0: What's the question? Has he been here since Browers has existed?
2: No, he's, uh, I'm going to say, seven years, I think six years old now.
0: Would you consider him the mascot of Browers? No, that's
2: Manny. He's by the door. No, Manny, Pist, Manny P is the uh, the mascot officially, but uh, the Hop Devil is certainly our um, uh, one, one of our favorite.
1: Are those
0: fresh hops? Spirit animal, nice. Are those fresh hops in his hands?
2: They are. Do
0: you have to replace that every so often?
2: Every day. No, we're saving them up for a special brew.
1: <laughs> so in one of the first Seattle Beer Weeks, Bottleworks did a contest which was submit a proposal for art to fill the front window. And uh, only about 100 people, no, only about a half, de- maybe a handful of people, five submitted uh, works, and some- going from extremely simple to extremely weird color charts and wheels and stuff. And then the one guy had a proposal for the hop, de- the hop devil, and then they had a full-size Hop Devil at Bottleworks, and then he ended up making other pieces as well, like the one that's sitting on the banister over there. But I don't know. And I'll point at it, yeah, this one right here, to all those that are listening and not watching, I'm pointing at it right now. It's right Thank there. Thank you.
0: How many brewers have gone on from Big Time to open up their own breweries?
1: The, the better question is how many brewers have worked at Big Time and Pike?
0: So that's the magic combo?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Pike plus big time makes you a legit brewer in the city of Seattle?
2: That, that's the pedigree right there. Uh, well, really what we like is just coming here and trying all all of them. It's part-
1: so it's the
0: variety that gets you off?
2: No, it's just the, the volume of, of alcoholic beverages that really – no. no. Uh, the, it's nice to come and take the list and, and kind of rate them all and –
0: are you actively taking notes?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, as you can see there, we're taking detailed notes, we're rating each one we try. That's we save great. The, save the list from every year and just kind of, and also as a as a purchaser, I will uh, go through and reference those notes later on.
0: So you're kind of working right now.
2: Oh, yeah. This is all a write-off, all of this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When's the first time you came to Hard Liver?
2: I think this is my fifth or sixth year.
0: Tell me the best story that you ever experienced at a Hard Liver event.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to tell that one. No, no really, uh, unfortunately, my favorite part is when we take our midway halftime break and go next door and have uh, shots of Mad Dog and play some Time Crisis too.
0: So you're doing shots of Mad Dog in between Barley Wine. Absolutely. How does that make your head feel?
2: Oh, uh, amazing. Yeah.
0: How does it make your stomach feel? Not so good. How does it make your heart feel?
2: Uh, it, it races for a while, and then it really slows down to, like, a, a really erratic rate. And it just kind of, yeah, just like a, like a David, ba- uh, no, a Terry Bazio drum solo, yeah.
0: Amazing. What's been your favorite barley wine so far?
2: Oh, good question. Let's take a look here to double check. But I think it is the uh, Three Magnets. Three Magnets is great. And uh, the perennial favorite, Lost Abbey's Angel Share, uh, is, was pretty great, too.
1: Wait, did you say the perennial lot cuz Perennial's a brewery now. You can't just throw that word around. The
2: the, the penultimate. <laughs> I know, that was a joke. That was a that was a hilarious joke that went over your head there. Oh yeah.
0: Are you going to finish the list this year? Yeah, always. Have you finished the list every year that you've been at hard liver? The,
2: the first year I think I made it uh, it was uh, 50 out of 56 or 54.
1: We did the last year and the Year four in a row if we, that we do the list. You guys go on it together? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I figure at, say, 50 barley wines at 3-ounce pours, that's 150 ounces of barley wine. And if we split it, that means we're each drinking the equivalent of two 40-ounce 40 40 bottles of barley wine. And that's – I'm okay with that. Edward Forty Hands with some of the best barley wine in the world. Uh, what's your favorite color, sand? Black ooh black sand yeah La Playa Noir oh I get you
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's good. or no
1: La Playa Negro I guess it would be I'm mixing French at La Plage Noir
2: it, sound, it sounded good it sounded really good I like
1: it your favorite color sand
3: ooh that's tough because I actually made several sand like layered tubes when I was a kid and I think the one that showed up best in those tubes was like the neon green
1: neon green sand is not real sand
3: You're not real sand. Fuck you, Cole.
1: I've never been sand in my life. Comments? I missed the first part of the question. What's your favorite color sand? My favorite color? Sand. My favorite color is sand. White. White sand. Wow. All right. Racist. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally. He reminds me of the tropics and golfing.
3: I was going to say I like mixed sand.
1: Melting pot sand. American sand. American sand. Uh, I, I didn't realize you were gonna go so racist so fast. Are you a uh, racist? Uh, talk you socials. There you there. I didn't. Wow. Oh, you were all. I, hey, you know what? When you were like, "Sand is the, the white sand is supreme," we all knew. It, it reminds. You're me a white sand supremacist. Oh, okay. So you you have no idea why you're interviewing me right now. I didn't think this was an interview. I thought this was more of a verbal battle. <laughs> and who won? Um, definitely not the listeners. So, so, okay, here we go. Um, we're with Paul Vanderhoven, the famous actor, and or whatever. how do you tie your shoes? Single knot, double knot, or just a square knot? Double knot. Is it true that you're wearing trail runners right now? Fact. All right, and so what does it say on the, on the shirt you're wearing right now, on the above your right breast
2: pocket? It says New Belgium.
1: Why would you be wearing a shirt that said New Belgium? Because I work for New Belgium. And uh, so you're not really Paul Vander Elven.
2: That's my alias. Oh
1: well, excellent alias. So, who would win in a fight, Tim Allen from Tool Time, or Bob Ross,
2: were he still alive? Bob Ross. Why? Because he would take that easel and just kill Tim Allen. It would just it would be over.
1: Well, and Tim Allen, you know, cocaine smuggler, while Bob
2: Ross, Vietnam vet. Bob Ross might be soft, you know, a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, kind of easy going, but that's all for TV. All right. If you had to have, if you
1: had to have any beer for the rest of your life, yes. why
2: is it bush light? Because it's brewed the hard way.
1: <laughs> uh, man, someone gave me a microphone and it was a mistake. So is it true that New Belgium is going to be bought out for a lifetime supply of food stamps? Comments.
2: No comment at this time. We are not for sale.
1: Are there? No pending sale. So, uh, so Jess, so this is your first barley wine festival, your first hard liver, I should say. So what is it about barley wine that you like?
0: I think that I'm new to barley wine. And even like the history about it, I just learned about it last night, just straight up Wikipedia. So it's something that I'm not really used to, and it seems very communal here. Like, Hard Liver is like an event that people are coming here for barley wine purposes, and because I don't know much about it, that's why I want to be here, and I want to try them, and I want to see what the whole talk is about it. And what I've kind of come to realize is that it's just an old-school style of brewing that I really like because it's a throwback to where the roots of brewing and beer brewing is. Yes. But also, on the same platform of communal, it's bringing people together. I mean, we're all sitting here at a table. I don't know half the people here, but I'm comfortable talking to everyone, and I'm happy to discuss what it is about this barley wine that we like and why we're drinking it and the mood it puts us in, you know?
1: So you mentioned the mood it puts us in. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that before this evening you've heard a few people try to explain the effects of barley wine. I've heard you try to explain okay. the uh, Come on, I'm, try- I'm trying to be a little bit more... Uh, objective here so have you noticed any differences in your normal drinking or in normal drinking compared to barley wine drinking?
0: Absolutely it's more of a warm fuzzy feeling I would say you're definitely correct in the sense that you don't really realize that you're drunk because you're just happy and you're warm and you're you know happy to just be around everyone and then you stand up and you're like oh shit I've been drinking for the past four hours and I didn't even realize so I definitely get a sense of that
1: so, Jess, another question. Who would win in a fight? Napoleon Bonaparte or Edgar Allan Poe? Oh. If if all time and space were not an issue?
0: Okay, definitely Napoleon Bonaparte, because one, he has military experience, and two, Edgar Edgar Allan Poe was the original emo.
1: Okay, so, so original emo, and with that in mind, Edgar Allan Poe versus HP Lovecraft.
0: Uh, I would say H.P. Lovecraft, just because he has more of an imagination. Yeah, more of an imagination of what weapons and techniques he could use in a fight.
1: Now, how about this? H.P. Lovecraft or Edgar Allan Poe, who would have the strongest magic card?
0: Oh, shit. This is hard, dude. Okay.
1: <laughs> so oh, sorry, for context for my, my listeners. So Jess here, huge Magic the Gathering fan. I am. So Her boyfriend has boxes of them stacked up. They use them as furniture and to heat their apartment in the winter.
0: <laughs> also as bookmarks. So um, Edgar El Ho would for sure be a a black white semi control deck. And then and then uh, what was the other one? HP Lovecraft? HP Lovecraft. He might be a blue red semi aggro semi control. So I think it'd
1: be a good matchup between the two. So here now we have Catherine coming in. So Catherine, who would win in a fight, Edgar Allan Poe or H. P. Lovecraft?
3: Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't have any idea who H. P. Lovecraft is, so I'm gonna.
1: All right. So uh, our interview (laughs) with Catherine's over.